Welcome to Zichu Dafsi Mani Memorai Ram Goldar, and today Mazakas Baba Kama Dafe, the first parak Arba Avos. The first parak is sponsored by Mr. and Mrs. Moshe and Devorah Smith and is dedicated to our courageous soldiers of Sahal, the remarkable citizens of Israel, and to all incredible Jewish people. May Kush Baruch Hu watch over all of us and grant Israel a complete victory over Hamas and the return of all the hostages safely. So the three types we're going to focus on. Number one, after presenting Rebbe Oshia's list of 13 Avos and Rechia's list of 24, the Gemara explains that our mission is mentioning a number of four Avos is intended to exclude Rebbe Oshia's additional Avos. And Rebbe Oshia's number is intended to exclude Rebbe Chia's additional Avos. Rebbe Chia's number is Gomute Moser Mufagel to exclude an informer who causes someone's possessions to be confiscated and one who makes someone's carbon peagle. He didn't list Mefagel because he doesn't discuss damages specific to Kachim. He didn't list Amoser, an informer, because this damage is inflicted through speech alone. And he does not discuss damage inflicted through speech. Although he did list Motsi Shemra, one who slanders his wife, accusing her of adultery, its damage was speech that also involved an act, meaning relations with her, without which he's not Chayim. Although Edim Zomim is listed, which involved only speech, meaning their Edus, Rachmanakar Yemaisa, Hashem called it an action. As it says in the Pasuk, And you shall do to him as he plotted to do to his brother. Pointing to the Quran is that although the term Avos in our mission is understandable, because the four primary damagers all have Toldos, subcategories, but according to Rabbi Oshia and Rabbi Chia, who list Avos which do not have any Toldos, in what sense are they called Avos? Riavo answers, They're all like avos in that they must pay from superior grade land. The Gemara explains the source that all forms of damages pay with superior land, although it was only written regarding Shane and Regal. Asya, Tachas, Nesina, Yeshalom, Kesev. It's derived with Xer Shava from the words Tachas, Nesina, Yeshalom, and Kesev. Rashi explains that these terms appear in Psukim about the four avos of our Mishnah, which all require paying from superior land as derived from Shane and Regal. All damages listed by the other braces include one of these four terms and are derived from the four avos to pay from superior land. And pointing with you, although the Mishnah taught that no av can be derived from any other, Rabbi says, And all the avos, if you put bor among them, meaning if the Torah taught bor, which is uniquely stationary, and any other av, all others could be derived from those two with the rule of a common characteristic, except for Karen, which could not be derived from them, because they're all moved from the beginning as opposed to Karen. He adds that there is an opinion that even Karen could be derived. The reason they were all written separately, although they could have been derived from Etzad Shava, is Lehilchosen, to teach their unique laws. Karen has a distinction between Tam and Amuad. Rego and Shane are exempt for damages inflicted in Rishus of Rabim. Bor is exempt from paying for damages to Kalim, or according to Yehuda, who disagrees, for a person who dies there. Fire is taught to exempt it from Tamun, hidden items destroyed by it, or, according to Yehuda, who disagrees, to obligate it for scorching a plowed field or stones. So once again, the three points are number one. After presenting Rabbi Oshia's list of 13 avos and Rechia's list of 24, the Gemara explains that our mission is mentioning a number of four avos is intended to exclude Rabbi Oshia's additional avos. And Rabbi Oshia's number is intended to exclude Rabbi Chia's additional avos. Rabbi Chia's number is Gomute Moser Mufagel to exclude an informer who causes someone's possessions to be confiscated and one who makes someone's carbon peagle. He didn't list Mefagel because he doesn't discuss damages specific to Kachim. He didn't list Amoser, an informer, because this damage is inflicted through speech alone, Ubidiburu Okamari, and he does not discuss damage inflicted through speech. Although he did list Motsi Shemra, one who slanders his wife, accusing her of adultery, Dibur de Ispe its damage was speech that also involved an act, meaning relations with her, without which he's not Chayim. 
Although Adim Zomim is listed, which involve only speech, meaning their Adis, Rahman Karyamaisa, Hashem called it an action. As it says in the Pasik, Basismu Kashur Zamamuasoslahiv, and you shall do to him as he plotted to do to his brother. Pointing to the Quran is that although the term Avos in our mission is understandable, because the four primary damagers all have toldos, subcategories, but according to Rabbi Oshia and Rabbi Chia, who list Avos which do not have any toldos, in what sense are they called Avos? Riavo answers, Kulan ka They're all like Avos in that they must pay from superior grade land. The Gemara explains the source that all forms of damages pay with superior land, although it was only written regarding Shane and Regal. Asya, Tachas, Nesina, Yeshalom, Kesev. It's derived with Xer Shava from the words Tachas, Nesina, Yeshalom, and Kesev. Rashi explains that these terms appear in Psukim about the four Avos of our Mishnah, which all require paying from superior land, as derived from Shane and Regal. All damages listed by the other prices include one of these four terms and are derived from the four Avos to pay from superior land. And pointing with you, although the Mishnah taught that no Av can be derived from any other, Rabbi says, And all the Avos, if you put Bor among them, meaning if the Torah taught Bor, which is uniquely stationary, and any other Av, all others could be derived from those two with the rule of a common characteristic, except for Karen, which cannot be derived from them, because they're all moved from the beginning as opposed to Karen. He adds that there is an opinion that even Karen could be derived. The reason they were all written separately, although they could have been derived from Atzad HaShavah, is Lehilchosen, to teach their unique laws. Karen has a distinction between Tam and Amuad. Rego and Shane are exempt for damages inflicted in Rishus Rabim. Bor is exempt from paying for damages to Kalim, or according to Yehuda, who disagrees, for a person who dies there. Fire is taught to exempt it from Tamun, hidden items destroyed by it, or, according to Yehuda, who disagrees, to obligate it for scorching a plowed field or stones. All right, so now we go to Simon Daf Hay, and her standard Simon is Hay, or a haystack. So here goes. The excluded Moser and Mafagel, who hid behind the haystack, so they wouldn't have to pay from Metav, like all 24 Avos, noticed a man who was about to fall into a bore because he was distracted reading a sign that explained the unique halachos of each of the Arba Avos. Once again, it's emotion. The excluded Moser and Mafagel, who hid behind the haystack, haystack, that must be more Daf Hay. The excluded Moser and Mafago hid behind the haystack, which reminds us, Rebekah's list of 24 Avos is coming to exclude a Moser and Mafago, an informer who causes someone's possessions to be confiscated, and one who makes someone's carbon pigo. He didn't list Mafago because he doesn't discuss damages specific to Kachim, and he didn't list a Moser, an informer, because this damage is inflicted through speech alone, Ubi Dibura will Kamairi, and he doesn't discuss damage inflicted through speech. Mosi Shemra was included because it involves a Misa, and Aimzomi was included because the Torah refers to it as an action in the past. So they excluded Moser and Mafago, who hid behind a haystack, so they wouldn't have to pay from Meta, like all 24 Avos, which reminds us, the Gemara asks that although the term Avos in our mission is understandable, because the four Avos all have Todos, subcategories, but according to Rabbi Oshi and Rabbi Chia, who list Avos, which do not have any Todos, in what sense are they called Avos? Rabbi Abo answers, They're all like Avos, in that they must pay from superior great land. So, the excluded Moser and Mafagel, who hid behind a haystack, so they wouldn't have to pay from Metav, like all 24 Avos, noticed a man who was about to fall into a board because he was distracted reading a sign that explained the unique halachos of each of the Arba Avos, which reminds us, although the Avos can be derived from Bor and one other Av, they were all written with Hilchosen to teach their unique halachos. So, once again, 
They excluded Moser and Mafagel, who hid behind a haystack, so they wouldn't have to pay for Metav, like all 24 avos. Notice a man who was about to fall into a bore because he was distracted reading a sign that explained the unique halachos of each of the Arba avos. All right, so now it's time for Forbola Bat Chazara. Daf Pei Base. So the similar Daf Pei Base is peanut butter. So here goes. The boy whose father taught him the peanut butter business. Peanut butter? That must mean we're on Daf Pei Base. The boy whose father taught him the peanut butter business, since it was a clean and easy trade. Which reminds us, in the final mission of the Masech, the Mer says, A person should always teach his son a clean and easy trade, and he should daven to he whom all wealth and possessions belong, for there's no trade that does not include poverty and wealth, because neither poverty nor wealth is a result of a trade. Rather, everything depends on one's merit. So, the boy whose father taught him the peanut butter business, since it was a clean and easy trade, who felt bad for his friend whose father worked as a tanner, which reminds us it was taught, Ashri Misha Rose Horobuumanus Maula. Fortune is he who sees his parents in a superior trade. Oilo Misha Rose Horobuumanus Paguma, and woe is he who sees his parents in an inferior trade. Similarly, the world requires both perfume merchants and tanners. Fortune is he who is a perfume merchant, and woe is he who is a tanner. So the boy whose father taught him the peanut butter business, since it was a clean and easy trade, who felt bad for his friend whose father worked as a tanner, was jealous of the boy whose father put aside every trade in the world and only taught his son Torah, which reminds us, in a bright Rabbi Nuroi says, I put aside every trade in the world, and I only teach my son Torah, because every trade only provides for a person in his youth when he can perform it, but in his old age he's left exposed to hunger. But Torah is not so. It stands by a man in his youth, and gives him a future and a hope in his old age, because he receives reward for previous study, even if he's too sick or old to do so. Dab base. So the similar dab base is a base, a house. So here goes. In front of the Nazikin house, house. That must be more in dab base, bias. In front of the Nazikin house, featuring four rooms for the Arba Ovens Nazikin, which reminds us the mission states that there are Arba Ovens Nazikin, a shore, a boar, maven, ever, and then identifies which of them have things in common with each other and which do not. So, in front of the Nazikin house, featuring four rooms for the Arba Avos Nazikin, and a list of the toldos of Shabbos and Tuma, posted on the front door, which reminds us from the term Avos, but called the Ekotodos, it's implied that there are subcategories of damagers which can be derived from the primary damagers. The Gemara asks, Toldos and Kiyotzbehen, Love Kiyotzbehen, are the subcategories similar to the law to the primary categories, like the toldos of Shabbos, or not, like the toldos of Tuma? So, in front of the Nazikin house, featuring four rooms for the Arba Avos Nazikin, and a list of the toldos of Shabbos and Tuma, posted on the front door, a shore did Nagif with his horns to another shore, which reminds us the Gemara lists the toldos of Karen, damaged the goring. We have Nagifa, pushing, Neshicha, biting, Ravitsa, squatting, and Be'ita, kicking. The Gemara asks that just as goring is an av, because the Torah writes, Ki yigach, if an ox shall gore, pushing should also be considered an av, since the Torah writes, Ki yigof, if an ox shall push. It answers that the word pushing in the Pusik means goring, striking with horns, as evidenced by the Torah switching to the term goring in the same Pusik. The Gemara explains that goring is used regarding a human victim, whereas pushing is used regarding an animal victim. Because a man has muzzle intelligence, it writes goring because more forceful intent would be required to harm him, as opposed to an animal. 
Daf Gimel. So the similar Daf Gimel is a gamal, a camel. So here goes. Nenazikin camel, camel. That must be more than Daf Gimel, gamal. Nenazikin camel, the damaged property with its regal, while consuming property with its shame, which reminds us, in a bright was taught that the word Bishilach, and he sends forth, refers to damages of regal, and the word Ubir, and it consumes, refers to damages of shame. From the fact that one pasuk refers to shame and the other to regal, we derive that shame is obligated even where the damage is not complete, because the Pasuk of Regal implies even incomplete destruction, and we derive that Regal pays even where it was not sent, because the Pasuk of Shane implies even such damage. So, the Nazikin camel, the damaged property with its Regal, while consuming property with its Shane, kicked up some Chetzi Nezik Sroros, which reminds us that after proving that all the totals are identical to the Avos, the Gemara concludes that when Rapapa said that some totals are not identical to their Av, he was referring to the total of Regal specifically, the Chetzi Nezik Sroros, the half damages paid for damage caused by pebbles which shot out from the feet of a walking animal, the Hilchas Gemirva, which is learned from a halakha of Moshe Misina that it only pays half damages, despite being a total of Regal, since it's caused by normal walking. So the Nazikin camel, the damaged property with its Regal, while consuming property with a chain, kicked up some Chatsi Nazik Sroros, which accidentally hit a Mava man while he was busy trying to seek forgiveness, which reminds us, Amaram dispute the meaning of Mava in the Mishnah. Rava says, Mava Zahadim, Mava refers to men who damages, and Shmuel says, Mava Zahashen, Mava refers to Shane. Rav's interpretation is based on the passage saying about man in Tva'um Vayu, if you seek forgiveness, seek. Rav holds Tana Shor Vakomili to Shor. The Tana taught ox as a primary damager, which includes all types of ox damages. Karen, Shane, and Rego, so Mava cannot refer to Shane. Shmuel can respond, Tana Shor Lakarno Umavoshino. The Tana taught ox referring to damages done with its horn, and taught Mava referring to damages done with its teeth. Ultimately, Rav will explain that ox refers to Regal, according to Shmuel. Daf Dalad, so the similar Daf Dalad is a Dalad, a door. So here goes. The angry Evid who burnt down the neighbor's front door, door, that must be on Daf Dalad, Dalad, door. The angry Evid who burnt down the neighbor's front door, only to discover his master, was not chayv to pay, which reminds us, Ravashi explains that there's a unique reason to exempt a master for a slave's damages. For perhaps the master will anger him, and in retaliation, the Evid will go and ignite the grain stalk of the master's friend, and it would emerge that he can obligate his master 100 man every day. Therefore, the rabbi has exempted a master from a slave's damages. So the angry Evid who burnt down the neighbor's front door, only to discover his master, was not chayv to pay, was forced to take a course on Azikin and learn why Shane is not like Regal and Ashur is not like an Adam, which reminds us the Gemara teaches the relative stringencies of Shane versus Regal and Ashur versus Adam. So the angry Evid who burnt down the neighbor's front door, only to discover his master was not chayv to pay, was forced to take a course on Azikin and learn why Shane is not like Regal and Ashur is not like an Adam, and then memorize a list of 24 of Azikin, which reminds Reminds us, Gemara brings Rabbi Oshia's list of 13 Avos and Rabbi Chia's list of 24 Avos and explains why they weren't included in the Mishnah. All right, so now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do you learn about Chatsi Nezik Sroros? That's on Dav? Gimel. Good number two. Which of the one that Nagicha refers to goring a man and Nagifa refers to goring an animal? That's on Dav? Base. Good number three. Wish something on the reason why a master is not chayev for his evid's damages. That's on Duff. Dalad. Good number four. Wish something on that even though the elves could have been learned out from Bor and one other of, the mission is coming to teach the unique halachas of each one. That's on Duff. Hey. Good number five. Wish something on a person should always teach his son a clean and easy trade. That's on Duff. 
Pebe's. Good number six. Which of the one we give Malkos based on Chazakos and we give Skiwan Srefa based on Chazakos? That's on Da. Pay. Good number seven. Which of the one that the 24 Ahavos have in common that they all pay from Meitav? That's on Da. Hey. Good number eight. Which of the one about relative Chumras of Shane versus Regal and Shor versus Adam? That's on Da. Dawr. Good number nine. Wish that the one that Rebekah's list of 24 Avos is coming to exclude Amosra Emefagel. That's on Dav. Hey, good. And number 10. Wish that they have the list of 13 and 24 Avos. That's on Dav. Dawr. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is Rebekah Yavram Gothar from Zichru. Wishing you a great day and great learning.